Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. China, Latin America and Caribbean Business Summit kicks off in China's Chongqing. Puerto Rico Farm to Fork app is creating sustainable food system. Protests in Antigua against vaccination for children 12 and older. Saba Island Council requests for survey on harmonizing soft drug policy regulations. And Hussein Bolt brings excitement to Jamaica's pavilion at World Expo Dubai. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, November 17. We start our report today with a look at the China, Latin America, and Caribbean Business Summit. Bahamanews.net via Shinoa News reports that the 14th China, Latin America, and Caribbean Business Summit kicked off in southwest China's Chongqing municipality on Tuesday to further boost trade ties and corporate investments. Political, business, and academic representatives from China and the Latin America Caribbean region attended the conference online or offline. Guoyang, head of China Council for the Promotion of International Trade, said that the Latin America Caribbean region is an important participant in the Belt and Road Initiative. In recent years, China Latin America Caribbean Economic and Trade Corporation has entered the fast lane. China is the second largest trading partner of the Latin America Caribbean region, and the annual bilateral trade volume has exceeded 300 billion U.S. dollars and for three consecutive years. The Latin America Caribbean region is also the second largest destination for China's outbound investment with more than 2,700 Chinese funded enterprises operating in Latin America and the Caribbean. The Chongqing Initiative by business communities of China and Latin America Caribbean countries was released at the summit. Representatives of business communities from China and Latin America Caribbean countries held an in-depth exchange on views at the summit and reached a consensus on deepening areas of cooperation in a new development paradigm, including economic trade infrastructure and finance cooperation. The initiative included joining tackling the challenges of COVID-19, firmly embracing openness, continuing to promote infrastructure connectivity, effectively promoting financial integration, vigorously engaging in cooperation on innovation, and fully supporting small and medium-sized enterprises. Next City Org reports that right after a tropical storm hit Puerto Rico in July 2020, Crystal Diaz had to move plantains on the island and fast. She says that half the plantain producers on the island were left with their fruits on the soil just a few weeks before harvesting. So we had to move quickly to buy and sell as much plantains as possible, says Diaz, co-founder and co-CEO of Produce, an app in Puerto Rico connecting food producers directly with consumers, helping to create a sustainable food system on the island. 
We shared this challenge with other local businesses to create and promote special menus in restaurants, frozen soups, ice creams, frozen tostonas, and all kinds of added value products that extended the life of the produce while buying from several farmers. Having these connections with the local farmers, understanding their needs, and being able to move quickly during the seasonality is key. They were able to save over 10,000 plantains in the first few weeks after the hurricane by purchasing them from 15 producers and selling them at 30 cents per plantain, leading many local consumers to purchase large quantities, Diaz said. Produce was created to solve the problem of the chefs and cooks that wanted to serve locally sourced ingredients in their restaurants, but were unable to because of the small scale and disorganized nature of the local food production of Puerto Rico, says Crystal Diaz, co-founder and co-CEO of Produce. It is a mobile application that allows consumers to shop anytime, anywhere, from the palm of their hand, find a large variety of fresh and local products and have their purchases delivered to their homes. Delivery is available throughout all of Puerto Rico, which on average imports 85% of its food. The app allows people to customize what they order. Today, Produce has over 40,000 users and more than 600 local producers. The James Baird Foundation recently honored Produce as one of 12 leadership and resilient projects in its 2021 awards edition. Dominica News Online reports that over 300 residents in Antigua and Barbuda demonstrated against the government's vaccination policy for children 12 years and older on Tuesday. Parents as well as students gathered outside Antigua and Barbuda's Ministry of Education headquarters from as early as 7.30 in the morning. The cabinet says it does not plan to renege on its policy of having only vaccinated students on school compounds. According to the Gaston Brown administration's mandate, any secondary school student who has failed to receive the COVID-19 vaccine by this date shall not enter onto the premises of their schools on Thursday, November 11, 2021, until vaccinated. According to the government in St. John's, achieving herd immunity within the secondary schools is a lawful objective intended to keep all students, teachers and staff safe. 321 News reports that the Saber Island Council last week sent a letter to the Netherlands Ministry of Justice and Security, Gen V, in The Hague to ask for an exploration in the Caribbean Netherlands to harmonize the soft drugs policy and regulations so that they are in line with the rest of the Netherlands. The Opium Act Bess is an old law that dates back to the 1960s and was never modernized, also not after Bonaire, St. Eustatius and Seba became part of the Netherlands in 2010. 
This outdated law forms the basis of several prosecutions and criminal guidelines and results in considerably higher penalties for soft drugs on the three islands compared to the Netherlands. Contrary to the Netherlands, the law and the associated guidelines applicable to the Caribbean Netherlands leave no room for tolerance policy with regards to the cultivation and sale of hemp and weed. Assuming that policies, laws and regulations would be similar to those in the Netherlands after becoming part of the Netherlands in 2010, including the relaxer policy and regulation with regard to hemp and weed, Saber residents started to grow hemp plants at home. According to the letter sent to the Ministry of Gen V, this has created strange situations whereby hemp plants were confiscated and people were prosecuted, while people thought that their being a part of the Netherlands meant that growing hemp and weed was tolerated. The Island Council acts for three parts to be part of the survey, to hold a roundtable discussion with the community, meet with the Island Council of Benares, St. Eustatius and Saba, and interview stakeholders such as police, public prosecutor, members of the cabinet of the island governor and health care entities. The Island Council suggested to keep the exploration on a small scale, considering the limited size of the islands. The letter to the ministry was approved during a meeting of Saba's Island Council last Wednesday. Jamaica Information Service reports that sporting legend Hussein Bolt brought an extra pair of excitement to the Jamaican Pavilion at the World Expo Dubai 2020 last weekend. The sprint legend was guest of PepsiCo Gatorade at the Expo on Saturday, November 13, where he participated in the Run of the World Family Run charity event. The Bolt Pavilion, managed by Gatorade, paid homage to sporting legends like Hussein Bolt. His contribution to the sport of track and field was also commemorated in the Jamaica Pavilion. A guided tour of the pavilion was provided by the Commissioner General of Section Jamaica Pavilion at the World Expo 2020 Dubai, S.E. Gardner. The Commissioner General told the Jamaica Information Service News that Mr. Bolt brought an additional air of excitement to the already popular Jamaican Pavilion as visitors not only got to learn of his accomplishments in sports while representing Jamaica, but also met the living legend. He guided the tour of the pavilion, interacted with the persons who were visiting, made himself available for photo opportunities, and signed memorabilia Ms. Gardner shared. Mr. Bolt's tour of the Jamaican pavilion also saw him spending some time in the music zone listening to a curated playlist of reggae music. The Jamaica delegation to Dubai, which includes representatives from the Ministry of Tourism, Ministry of Culture, Gender, Entertainment and Sports, and the Jamaica Special Economic Zone Authority, are anticipating the visit of other notable Jamaicans during the expo. World Expo 2020 Dubai is being held from October 1, 2021 to March 31, 2022, under the theme, Connecting Minds, Creating the Future.
In other related news, MyView News reports that Expo 2020 in Dubai designated November 16, 2021 as St. Kitts and Nevis National Day at the global event, where St. Kitts Nevis Prime Minister Dr. the Honorable Timothy Harris announced that the Federation is open for business. An extravagant ceremony was hosted to observe the Federation National Day featuring cultural performances from a local mass parade group, traditional wear, and St. Kitts and Nevis's national dish prepared by locally renowned chef Dion Chef Gary Williams. Prime Minister Harris was amongst the dignitaries in attendance at Tuesday's ceremony. In his featured address, the Prime Minister expressed gratitude for the global platform to showcase the Twin Island Federation to a global audience, while also shedding light on the impact of COVID-19 on small island developing states. The Federation of St. Kitts and Nevis recently received high praise from the Pan-American Health Organization for its successful vaccination rollout program and for surpassing the 40% vaccination quota set by the health agency. The pandemic has caused untold hardship, loss and suffering to many people around the world and forced almost every country to close their borders. At this special moment in time, St. Kitts and Nevis is officially open and stands ready to continue our fulfillment of our commitment to diversify our economy across multiple sectors, including agriculture, technology, trade, the creative arts and tourism. Several aspects Aspects of these would have been displayed during our own Expo Day and in other days prior to today. Our eco-friendly tourism sector is one that allows you to enjoy nature, our superb hospitality, and an authentic Twin Island Paradise experience, said Prime Minister Harris. Prime Minister Harris also took the opportunity to highlight some of the best hotels the Federation has to offer, while also committing to revamp the national healthcare system in an effort to bring first-class service to both citizens and visitors to St. Kitts and Nevis. St. Lucia Time reports that St. Lucia's housing and local government minister, Richard Fedrick, has announced a waiver of debt incurred before November 1st this year for 656 vendors currently renting from the Castries City Council. On Tuesday, the Castries Central Member of Parliament told Parliament the initiative would cost the St. Lucia Labor Party administration $3 million in addition to the $4.2 million debt relief announced recently for residential and commercial tenants of the CDC units. Fedrick explained that for vendors to obtain the debt waiver, they must pay rent for November and December, and from January, there will be new leases. The Boston Globe reports that two Puerto Rican writers living in Massachusetts have been awarded the 2021 Letras Baracutas Fellowship from the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation and Flamboyant Foundation's Art Fund. Martin Espeda, a University of Massachusetts Amherst instructor, has more than 20 books to his name and is an accomplished poet, editor, essayist, and translator. His latest book of poems is a finalist for the National Book Award. His other honors include the Ruth Lilly Poetry Prize, the Shelley Memorial Award, 
an Academy of American Poets Fellowship, and a Guggenheim Fellowship. Yara Lesigra Rojas was born in Puerto Rico as a queer mom, poet, writer, performer, and more. She is expecting to publish her latest publication as a bilingual version to be translated by Puerto Rican poet Sabrina Ramos Rubin. She is based in Cambridge and has received several awards, grants, and fellowships in Boston. The Latreas Baracutas Fellowship highlights Puerto Rican writers to elevate their voices and experiences, both on the island and throughout the United States diaspora. The $25,000 fellowship supports writers who have endured hardships through natural disasters and political turmoil and provides an opportunity for their work to be consumed by a wider audience. 20 vibrant Puerto Rican voices make up this remarkable initial cohort, each one resonant and powerful. These are writers who convey the depth and breadth of Puerto Rico's stories and histories across literary genres and a range of styles and who affirm the vital significance of the word through their works, said Elizabeth Alexander, president of the Mellon Foundation, in a release. Golden Grail Technology, the exclusive distributor of Spider Energy products, will now have the exclusive right to manufacture, market, and sell Spider Energy products in the Caribbean and Central America. Energy is one of the most sought-after functional beverage benefits. Combined energy drink and energy shot sales now surpass $14 billion with sales projected to reach $20 billion by 2024. We are excited to be bringing Spider Energy into the Caribbean and Central American market. The energy in this emerging market is always positive, high, and fun. Between the residents and tourists, we are certain Spider Energy Drink will provide the function, taste, and brand local consumers will love, said Steve Hoffman, CEO of Golden Grail. The Barbados Postal Service has resumed the acceptance of mail for posting to St. Vincent, Grenada, Guyana, and Dominica. However, the Postmaster General has advised that delays are to be expected until normal transportation capacity becomes available. In addition, airmail services are also available to Antigua, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, Canada, the United States of America, and the United Kingdom. And finally, St. Lucia Time reports that one local restaurant has answered the call to reduce the use of single-use plastics for its takeaway service. Spice of India is teaming up with the Plastic Waste Free Islands Project for a pilot to encourage sustainable consumption in St. Lucia's food service industry. You can view details on a video report available on stluciastimes.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, November 17th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, be sure to visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and like as well as follow us on Facebook. <music>